the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Welcome to the podcast edition of Maximum Growth Live, the number one program for lawyers who want to grow their practices. Each week, our hosts, Seth Price and Jay Ruain, tackle the fundamental questions about how to grow the profit and profitability of your law firm. To watch the program live, submit your questions and hear the latest episode. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook for our live show. Maximum Growth Live is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Maximum Growth Live. It is our Thursday show, and my name is Jay Ruane. I am the CEO of FirmFlex Social Media Marketing for Lawyers, as well as managing partner of Ruane Attorneys, a civil rights and criminal defense firm in Connecticut. And joining me now, live from Key West, or Tallahassee, or uh, Tampa Bay. Actually, Tampa Bay, you're down there near the, you staying down there for the you Super Bowl? I, I, was just, I was just thinking, Jay, if somebody calls with a last minute ticket, I'm three hours away, so... Uh, uh, you know, uh, th- then again, uh, you know, I-, I really looking forward to watching this one at home. Yeah, I am too. By the way, that's Seth Price. Seth Price is the CEO of Price Benowitz, a law firm in Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, South Carolina, uh, and hasn't yet opened an office in Florida, although he seems to be all smiles while he's in Florida. So that's certainly something that could be happening. You never know, as well as Blue Shark Digital, your SEO law for law firms. Uh, And Seth, how's your week going this week? Uh, you You survived the snowstorm? Survive the snowstorm, you know, tr- dropped to about 60 here. And so I had to put the, the, the police on. But uh, other than that, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been the idea of working outside every day during the middle of the winter has been just one of those life moments that uh, I, I just really, really cherish. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe you, maybe you should get his place in, in uh, the Bahamas, and we can start doing remotes from down there. I'll gladly join you down at the uh, Price Benowitz yeah, Bahamas the, branch. The, the, the dream is Aruba. I don't think there's a lot of law to be done down there, but uh, I uh, that that's that's the. Uh, the, the, the well, goal. That's the goal. I, I might get some work as a criminal lawyer if Joran Vandersloot is still uh, is, is still around. You never know. You never know. But never Seth, know. Um, we have a great show today, and I don't want to take too long getting to it. We have Ben Glass. Tell us a little bit about Ben Glass for those who don't know who he is. Yeah, you know, 
Ben Glass is one of the early uh, players in the digital space, in the law firm management development space. I mean, Ben will have to, Ben's done a lot of different things, a published author multiple times. Um, and he is one of the guys early. I visited one of his early seminars where they were talking about all the different things that could be used in law firm growth. A uh, number of our of big fans of the show and, and uh, past guests have, have gone have worked with him over the years. So excited to have him here to sort of talk about his thoughts on, on where things are today and what, what he's excited about uh, looking forward. You know, he is, he is, I guess, I mean, in some respect, he coaches young lawyers, solos, small firms, even older lawyers who want to focus more on business uh, and, and make sure that their function, their, their law firm is functioning well like a business. So I'm curious to see what sort of lessons he can give our audience. But that leads me to another thing. We have another set of guests that are going to be coming up soon to talk a little bit about coaching uh, and, and tell us who those people are. Well, that's that's our, our two good buddies, Jim Jim and Tyson, who have a coaching division uh, opening up, and uh, real excited to have them on the show because you know they they have been both in their own ways, uh, you know, very forward thinking, and and have you know with the guild uh, opened uh, you know opened the eyes of many uh, lawyers as they grow and scale their firms. So that that should be a, a great episode coming up where we learn more about what they have rolling out. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, you know, uh, for me personally, uh, having the ability to access uh, someone like Jim Hacking, who's built an immigration practice from some from nothing up to being a national player in the in the immigration space it is really impressive uh, because I had one of my attorneys come to me towards the end of last year say you know as a first generation immigrant to this country it's important for me to give back I'm thinking I want to transition into that space and I quickly sent a message to Jim and he said I think we could work together let's talk about it you know after we get through the first quarter um, and so I'm excited uh, because it's just, this is a skill set that I need, uh, and to have it so readily available in the community that I'm in uh, is 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 kind of awesome. Yeah, and similarly, Tyson, who's you know in a competitive space in the injury space, has done a great job, sort of figuring out how to be very lean and laser focused and is, you know, he's leveraged offshore labor. He's, he's done a lot of things that have made him uh, a, a true success story in scaling and focused on profitability. So I'm excited to see what these guys put together. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm lucky enough to uh, have their cell phone numbers and we text issues all the time. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I know they can share a lot with a lot of people and, and get you on that growth pattern and path that you're looking for. But why don't we take a quick break right now, bring in our sponsors, and then when we come back, we'll be able to welcome Ben Glass in and we can talk a little bit about his perspective on growing your law firm. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. Folks, we'll be right back with the Max Growth interview of Ben Glass. The lawyers who will succeed in the next decade are the ones who are focusing on building their brands where people meet. And there is no place better to build your brand than on social media. With the FirmFlex DIY social media plan, hundreds of lawyers like you are using social media to build their brand and become the one lawyer in their community that people know, like, and trust. By spending even just five minutes a day on social media marketing, you can engage with hundreds or thousands of people in your local community who will need your services. By cultivating a network of followers, you build a book of business that you can market to the next decade and beyond. If you are looking for a solution to help you jumpstart your social media marketing, look no further than the DIY plan at GetFirmFlex.com. 
The DIY was created by a small firm lawyer for people just like you, helping you connect with local people online and build your brand and engage people in the topics they want to talk about. All for under $100 a month. To find out more, visit GetFirmFlex.com. In this world today, if you want to grow your business, you want to grow your firm, you want to take on more cases and make a bigger impact, you have to have a digital blueprint. Statistically, throughout the time that we've been working with Blue Shark Digital, our law firm, the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, grew over 1,400%. Seth and his team have years of experience in this area. Blue Shark is truly a part of the firm, so I don't consider Blue Shark any different than the employees in my office. Well, we're here with Ben Glass, founder of Great Legal Marketing and Ben Glass Law. Welcome to the show, Ben. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's awesome. You know, you've been influential with a lot of, a lot of lawyers and building up law firms. Talk to us a little bit about what, how you've seen uh, sort of the business practice of law evolve over the last, you know, 10 years or more. Well, so certainly, Seth, in the last 10 years, I think more and more lawyers are attuned to sort of, oh my gosh, I do actually have to have business skills and run a business side of this. And there's a lot of folks, good folks in the space who are coaching lawyers about this. And I think it's vital because to me, it's a vacuum that the traditional bar, bar associations, they, they totally leave out of the equation and then they wonder why lawyers are so unhappy. And so more and more last decade, solo and small firm lawyers in particular are getting business coaching advice, spending money, spending time learning this. And the ones who get it are, in my view, are able to deliver higher quality legal services because everybody's happier when the money flows and you have great people working for you. You know, um, one of the themes we've seen over the last few weeks on the show is we've had people come on talking about the, the, the business side of law and coaching, et cetera, has been speaking something you, you speak to yourself, talking about what is your what is your why? What drives you to be able to figure out how to create a practice around that? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm of the view that you have this uh, it's irrefutable. You have a one way journey through life. You don't know when you're going to be born, who you're going to be born to, where you're going to be born. You have no control over that. And you have very little control over when the end is there. And so in that space in the middle, our job is to create a life that's that's great for us. When that works, it's great for our families and great for whatever clients, customers, whatever the business is. And so and I think that that's again, that's left out of the whole law school curriculum equation. Right. You go to law school to work 80 hours a week, to put clients at the top of the list to self-sacrifice, have miserable families. Well, that's the code, but we asked, well, who made that rule? Like, why does that have to be the rule? So, so I am all about helping lawyers figure out what would make you most happy, what makes your family happy, right? Okay, if you can identify that, I can help you figure out how to engineer a practice. Now, lawyers sometimes, Seth, it's interesting, they have a hard time articulating the that because it's never they've never been given permission to think oh i can build something for myself right and it sounds weird it doesn't sound weird to the three of us right but but i've talked to so many lawyers and they go oh really like even lawyers are maybe 50 60 years old 
we've reinvigorated their interest in and love for running a business and having a, a fun practice. You know, one of the things we ask people, because I think you can learn a lot from mistakes and you see inside more law firms than almost anybody else out there. What are some of the mistakes as far as tactical mistakes you may see lawyers make that are sort of like you, you see it over and over again. You wish you could sort of like jump up and down and say, hey, stop this. Lawyer will say to me, oh, I'm not getting leads from my website. I need a new uh, webmaster. I need a new company. Like, what's a good company to go to? And I'll say, well, what, who do you want to see walking through your door as a client? What practice area? I don't know. How big do you want to be? I don't know. Okay. Your problem is not your webmaster, right? Your problem is you haven't clearly identified who you want to work with. Again, I'm giving you permission to make that decision. This, and, and so that's where it all starts. The second thing, though, is, is, is spending no time thinking about and understanding the principles of marketing. I was telling Jay before we went live, I said, I can walk down the aisles of Home Depot. There's a lot of cool stuff on the shelves. I don't know how to use any of it. I have no interest in anything at Home Depot. I'm sure it's really good. So if I walk down and just start to buy what's on sale or what's the biggest or what's got five stars, but I don't really have a plan to what to do with it, then I'm wasting my money and I might hurt myself. <laughs> and so that that's what lawyers... They don't know where they want to go. And then I, I need them to quiet their brains a little bit and just think, here's some prints like the principles of marketing haven't changed in in hundred years. They haven't, right? We're trying to it's the same principles we use as trial lawyers too, by the way, which is persuading someone else to come to an emotional decision and back it up with with some form of rationality. The tools have absolutely changed. Too many lawyers want to skip to shiny object tool. And then, no. I don't want to learn. I don't want to read any classic books on marketing or psychology. Right. I want to skip that part. That gets you in trouble. That's how lawyers get hurt. Well, that's exactly something that Jay and I go back and forth a lot on the show because shiny objects are, are everywhere, especially in our yeah. space. Like, you know, it's like you might you could literally like, you know, you could name off the top of your head 10 fads that have come in and out. Um, very quickly. At the same time, you, you know, there's there's a fun point of getting ahead of the curve. I've always personally taken the attitude, hey, I dug deep for it's a digital. I'm going to dig while I may pivot and see something else of interest. You know, I'm staying the course with limited uh, distractions, you know, not wanting to miss other things, but understanding that, like, if it's that good, I'll figure it out a quarter later once everybody else is there. How do you sort of coach or, or advise people to stay away from the shiny, shiny object syndrome so that they're not, you know, sort of uh, frenetic in their approach? So the question is, hey, you want to sell me something, right? How are we going to measure success? If I put a dollar out into this thing, how many dollars is it going to bring back? And how will we know that that's bringing back the dollar? Now, not everything can be perfectly measured because, you know, people who hire lawyers have done sort of multi-channel, right? They've, they've seen and heard it. But, it. but as best we can, we want to measure that because if I've got option A that brings me back $2, option B that brings me back a dollar and a half, well, that's going to help inform my decision as to where to go next. Now, Seth, you're, you're big in the digital marketing, but you wouldn't be as good as you are if you didn't understand like fundamental marketing first. Again, digital is just a way to get the message out. And so that's that's what you've been very, very good at. Understand the principle. Now apply 
digital. And now we keep, yes, you keep your eyes open. Like, what is the cool thing on digital next month? But you know how to test it, right? You know if I'm going to send a dollar out there, you know how to measure the return, right? And you know how to talk to a vendor that says, enforce a vendor. Like, how are we going to do this? Don't just sell me something. I give you my credit card. They love that, right? And we're never going to ask how much money it brought back. Well, uh, Jay, I'll, Jay, I want you to jump in next. But my, my question here is that's also a frustrating area because like, I first got exposed to you over a decade ago attending a great legal marketing event. And there were many things there that while you could attempt to get an ROI from a direct ROI, whether it's a, a book or a piece of a newsletter or what have you, a, a lot of it is the, that, that mixing pot that comes together. We, we uh, John Morgan at the other end of the small firm pyramid at the large firm, you know, always talks to me like he never had a tracking number. He's like, I got one number. Cases come from all over. Now, there are areas to track, presumably, right, if it's trackable. But as you talk about, and this has evolved a lot over the last decade, it's no longer, you know, a, a linear situation that people have multiple touch points before that phone call or, or form comes in. How do you struggle with that? Because there are legitimate forms of marketing where it's harder to get the ROI measured. At the same time, it's also a crutch used by marketers who may not have the goods that are using that to hide the fact that they really don't have the ability to get an ROI. Yeah. So I would argue that the big, the 800 pound gorilla that says, I don't, you know, I have one number. I would argue that they would actually be better if they if they thought more about this. And I would, I would then argue that there's there's a space between I don't even know enough to ask that question and to try to pursue the answer. And I'm so big, I don't need to. Right. And so my point to lawyers is just because we get inundated, like I get 10 emails today from people wanting to sell me the latest black box thing, most of which I've seen a decade ago, right? And I want lawyers to at least force that conversation and to be thinking about this, right? So we say, hey, do a newsletter. Yeah, newsletters are hard to hard to track. Like, do I get cases from it? But there's a whole marketing principle about building a community of people who know you, like you, and trust you, who might not even know like what type of law you do, Seth, or what I do, or UJ. Like, but they like they know us as interesting people. And they know that we're trusted. Send me any case. Send me your friends. I'll make sure they get in the right place. And that's sort of the Abraham Lincoln position of lawyers in society, which we let we lawyers let that get away from us. And I'm trying to help grab that back. So I got a question for you, Ben. You know, I go to a lot of these legal conferences and I talk to a lot of lawyers and when you're at a conference that deals with marketing or business operations and that type of thing, inevitably I run into other lawyers and they'll say, you know, I, you know, I want to give up law. I just love doing the marketing. Uh, and they, they, you know, they love that. And then you try to engage them in a conversation about drip campaigns or tactical SEO and, and digital marketing. And they really have no understanding of anything. They're idea of marketing is sitting across the table from a vendor and being sold something if you were to be talking to somebody who wants to grow their firm you know how much value is it to actually truly digging deep and diving deep and getting to understand these things that you're going to talk about in growing your firm versus having sort of a uh, a very shallow understanding of a lot of things 
So I think there's a high value because I don't have unlimited money, right? And most of the guys and gals I talk to in the world don't have unlimited money. Some lawyers seem to have unlimited money. And so they can, they, they literally can, particularly I think if you get into the mass tort area, I mean, some of my friends in that area, they literally just start throwing money up against the wall and they have a lot of it and, and they're taking big bets that I would not ever take, right? So, so, so I talk to what I would say is most lawyers, like mom and pa running a law practice, whether it's a sole practice, typically up to maybe 10 lawyers. Uh, I think the biggest groups that sort of associate with us maybe have 50, um, 50 live human bodies under roof, right? That's my sweet spot for who reads my books and follows us. And I think every single one of those firms and lawyer leaders would do better if they want to build a place where they just want to be the marketer. And by the way, there's, there's a great argument for that. Clients are better served if you can have the money to hire lawyers who are better than I am, right? Client gets better served. I'll just go get more clients. Um, uh, that, that's, that's, that's most lawyers, you know, in America. And I think, again, the, you know, the ones that get frustrated are the ones who they want the problem solved yesterday, right? They let it go on for a long time. The lead flow is down. And now they're just an easy mark for the clever marketer who says, oh, we've got the proprietary method for getting you on the first page of Google, blah, 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 blah. Like, we've never heard that story before. And it's actually, the other thing too, is it's actually work, right? Somebody has to do the work. It's like we were talking CrossFit before we went live. You, you have to show up at the gym and do something. You can get people to come do the tasks, but you have to be in charge of this whole flow of where do I want to go? And it's because we're talking to law firm owners, it's your money. I mean, you're taking the risk of all this whole big deal, right? You're just better off understanding how to measure. Yes, not everything can be perfectly measured, but but you're better off there, you know, unless you have unlimited money. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, here at FirmFlex, we have a, a do-it-yourself plan for under $100 a month, uh, and inevitably, we get cancellations every month for people who signed up, gone four or five months, and their cancellation reason is, I just haven't been doing it. And, and you're never going to build yourself on social if you're not putting in the time on social. It doesn't just happen. But right. you, mentioned, you mentioned something there uh, that there are people that read your books. There are some people in our audience that don't know about you as an author, and you have a new book out. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I've, I've written, this is my third book into the legal space. It's called uh, Play Left Fullback. It's, uh, let's see, get the camera here. Uh, there you go. For and small for there you go. It's available on Amazon. I'm happy to send it to anyone who's listening to this. Send me an email, ben at benglasslaw.com. And this book is not tactical. I've written two prior books that are tactical. The issue with tactical books is, is by the time you get it published, like there is new shiny object out there, right? <laughs> So this is a philosophy book. This this book is the is my answer to the bar's um, lawyer happiness or the lawyer unhappiness report, which says, "Oh my gosh, we're shocked! Like lawyers are sad and depressed, and they don't like the field." And I'm like, "Why are you shocked? You must not hang out with any lawyers, right? Because many of them are. They don't like the work they do." And my view, and the book is about build a practice that supports your view of happiness. Right, you will have a great place where people come to work. You pay taxes. They love coming to the office on Monday. Your family will be happy. And when you have those things, 
you're happy, team is happy. I guarantee you, clients are well served. That's what the bar wants. Like the bar wants clients to be well served. We all want that to happen. That happens better if I've got A plus people attracted to come work here who are great at customer service, curious, who are all you know forever learners. And that's just a, it's a fun place to be. Now, it, it, I didn't wake up one morning think this is what I wanted and I had it by Thursday, right? It does take work. What I've been able to do, uh, and again, a lot of other thought leaders now in the space, is kind of accelerate that. For the lawyer who wants to learn how to do this better, there are now materials out there that will help them. 20 years ago when I started this journey, there weren't. I mean, I looked. There weren't. Yeah, Seth, I got a follow up to that if you don't mind. Um, yeah, go one ahead. Of the, one, one of the things that I think is challenging for a lot of lawyers uh, is that when they get out of law school, they sort of approach law as, okay, this is what I'm going to do now until I die. Uh, and so they, 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 you know, their first job becomes their practice area. Uh, and for the most part, uh, statistically, whatever a lawyer gets as their first job becomes what they do for the rest of their life. So the job satisfaction may never have been there. Um, can you talk a little bit about how to use a uh, good entrepreneurial skill set to be able to modify your vision over time? Like, for example, my vision at 25 was, is a lot different than my vision now at 49. Uh, but my business can pivot to be able to support that. Uh, but if you you don't have those skills you're never going to be able to do that right yeah so i think that's a lot of who you hang out with so in law school like i was really interested and really good at tax and i like this litigation side it just so happened that my first clerkship was with bill arts in arlington and seth probably knows bill i'm like wow this is really cool you can try cases and you know make money and so that's how i became a trial lawyer but even in that path you know for many many years i did medical malpractice cases it just got harder and bigger to do in very conservative Virginia. And so now, you know, I, I have pivoted that part of my life to doing these ERISA disability cases. I've got it, my son heads up the personal injury side and we're really happy. We're good at two things <laughs> and that's all we do, right? And so, but, but where did that come from? That came when I first started going, Jay, to non-lawyer entrepreneur events, right? And hanging out with you know, men and women who were bigger, better, faster than I was. And we're actually, we're thinking at a, at a very different level. And I'm still in groups. I was in a, I was in a mastermind meeting last week. I'm the only lawyer. And, and these guys and gals are running multiple multi-million dollar businesses, right? And not all just digital internet stuff, like all different kinds. And it's just a different place to be. And so when you hang out with people who are thinking about what you said, Jay, it's like, Okay, how can how can I pivot? Where's the opportunity? And you're always asking, what do I like doing? What do I like doing and what am I good at? And what will the market pay me for? And be like accepting of that, and proud of the fact that you're adding to the world by whatever gifts you have. Like that's just cool. If you stay inside the lawyer box, there's no one out there, very few people saying, Hey Jay, you have permission to Seth, you wanna go start this new practice area or you know, grow to be Jay was telling me a hundred lawyers, like Okay, <laughs> if that's what you want, that's great. And and you you don't get that by hanging out at pure lawyer traditional conferences because nobody's talking, they're talking about depositions. Depositions are important, but they're never gonna get you to that entrepreneurial happiness, I think. Uh, anyway, that's my experience. And a lot of the guys and gals that I run around with, th this has been the thing. They get out of the lawyer conferences and into the conferences where there's true 
entrepreneurial minds across businesses uh, and then international, actually. So, you know, I'll right. follow up on that. So I assume, you know, you've talked a lot and I've been to events. Dan Kennedy has been a big influence on, on your practice and on, on great legal marketing for sure. Talk to us a little bit about the things that you've gathered from that, that, you know, that, that would be applicable to the, 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 the lawyer out there who's trying to figure out how to build and grow a practice. So I always go back to philosophy. So the first thing is you have the right to, to build your own life no matter what. So there's no specified ladder of success, or if there is, you don't have to go up that ladder. Like somebody else created that for whatever reason, you don't have to do that. So that's number one. Number two is, especially for the solo and small firm lawyer, this concept of building a tribe of people. Give a thousand people who know you, like you, tell your story. And the story doesn't have to be, oh, Seth is a lawyer and he does this or that, or Jay, especially. The story is that you, are, you two are interesting people, right? And you know, in my case, they know me, CrossFitter, dad to nine, work with some charities, soccer referee, right? Those are universes that I'm deeply embedded in. People know me for, and they know I'm a lawyer, they, and most of them probably don't know like what I do, but they know to give me a call. So the, that concept I got from Dan Kennedy, which is nurturing this tribe, he would call it a herd, and, and being an interesting person, and, and giving yourself permission to say, it's okay. My wife says to me sometimes, you think the whole world revolves around you? I go, well, you know, it ought to, right? Because there's some things that I'm really good at and I can I can move the needle with, right? And and lawyers are like, they want it, they're not shy sometimes when it when they when it comes to, oh, I'm the best, we have the biggest verdicts. But they're they are shy in saying, you know what, I'm a good mentor, I'm a good leader, I'm a good coach, you know, of sports or whatever. They're shy about talking about that stuff for some reason. I don't know why. And and yet those are the connections that the community can make with you. The other thing is, I think, you know, one of the things I think we do pretty well here at Bank Glass Law is just making these relationships with other community small business owners, right? You know, I have um, training center here, uh, pre-COVID, you know, we brought people in monthly, like business roundtable, like, come, I'll feed you. I just want to hear your ideas. What are you working on? What books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to, right? I think there's an opportunity there for a lawyer to do that, but so many of them are just, it's work, 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 case, 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 case. Okay, if that's what you're choosing to do. That's that's my point, right? But if you're miserable, we have some ideas for you. And that's what Play Left Football well, is so about. It, it, it's funny because over the years, you, you talk a lot about soccer refereeing. And as my kids came through youth soccer, I would reflect upon yeah. those things and hear, seeing things from the, you know, well, we were in the Bethesda soccer mode for a while and seeing parents go crazy yeah. with the refs. I was always, it, it gave me that extra perspective to bite my lip no matter what. Good. So I, I thank you for that. Um, but um, my, following up and dovetailing to what you just talked about, which is bring those unique values and 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 things that you bring to the table. One of the things I've seen as a success of some of the people you've worked with over the years, whether it be the Briars or Chuck Boyk and others, that they have been able to scale in some meaningful way that way of increasing their herd locally by. As you mentioned before, showing say, hey, I'm that Abraham Lincoln lawyer that can do anything you want. I'll get it out and get a referral, not credit, but sort of get that juice into the community from other lawyers, et cetera. Talk a little bit about that, because I think that's something that you, you've done a particularly good job with over the years of it's one thing to say you're going to do it, but finding systems, yeah. which they love systems. How do you find systems to scale that in a meaningful way? So uh, 
I mean, those, the, and those are two, you, you pick two great examples. So Chuck Boyk is in Toledo, Ohio, and Chuck has been the master, the master of community, small biz partnerships. But it starts simple stuff like, hey, I, I'm going to write about you in the newsletter. We're going to celebrate Toledo. There was a time many years ago when there was some article out in the press about Toledo being you know, the bottom 10 cities to live in in the country. And Chuck developed this whole scheme of like BS, like we're great. Let, let me tell. So what he did was let me tell your story. Let me help the flower shop, you know, the car dealership. Let me help do that. Um, and even like to the mayor himself, let me help, even though he sued the mayor a lot for police brutality cases, it's so funny, like he, he had a partnership with, with the government because he was promoting, right? And so the principle would be, what can I do for you, right? How can I promote you? We lawyers with good digital space, newsletters, that sort of thing, we, we have like, we have media. What, what um, Mark and Alexis Breyer, one of the things they do, and, and they're like one of the ones that are 50 people under roof, fabulous practice, is they uh, lease a lot of digital billboard space out in the Phoenix area, right? So what do their billboards say? Well, it's not all about, hey, the husband and wife legal team, if you're hurt, give us a call. It's like, hey, Seth Price, athlete of the month at the high school, congratulations, right? They don't even ask permission. And nobody complains, right? Because they're putting your face on the billboard saying, wow, right. superstar. And so they're always looking for who in the community can they hold up. During when COVID started, they went out to the local restaurants and said, hey, we'll, we'll sponsor 50% off. Just let us stand there and, you know, and give out coupons or, you know, flyers and stuff. And, and people would come to support the restaurant. And the, and the biggest problem they had with that was they caused a rush. They over they overwhelmed restaurants, again, early in COVID, weren't, weren't used to doing cook and bring out to the driveway, right? And they would have these, they would create these traffic jams because they said to themselves, what can I do for you first? So that's not a philosophy unique to lawyers, but, and it's, it's something that, it's a key question as a life philosophy. It's a key question to ask people it makes you interesting. It makes you good. And I think when you do good things, it does, it does come back, right? It just, it just does. You know, it just struck me and Jay, I'll, I'll flip back to you for final questions. But you know, one of the things that like as a marketer now, I, I sort of get that, right? It's all, if you give more like the show we're doing, right? If you give more yeah. things come back, it's, it's a, it's a great cycle. As a lawyer, you're a problem solver. You're trained to sort of solve the problems when they come in. You're sort of reactive rather than figuring out what can be done. You're sort of like when somebody comes to with a problem, okay, I'll solve it. And that sort of, I think it's just crystallized in my mind, sort of that, 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 that uh, synapse, that jump, that sort of like if there's a way to get lawyers to see it from the business side, which gets what we're talking about, but from as a marketer, you're always like, you know, they say the cocktail party in social media, don't be the guy shouting in the corner of the room, but it's how do you make it a true conversation? It just isn't in the DNA of many shops and the people we just you're talked right. about there have done as good a job as anybody else. You're right. Lawyers see issues and the rest of us see opportunities and it's interesting because in our DNA, like one of the questions we ask, we do a lot of um, long-term disability work and also, you know, personal injury work. And so we always are talking to our clients about like, if you didn't have this case, like what decisions would you be making about your life? If you didn't have this insurance policy, what would you be thinking about your life? And so that's a way that our work marketing really flows over to our work 
And that bond between us and our clients is stronger because we're never just talking about the legal side. Um, now, back to your point, though, issues and opportunities. The key is if you want to get better at this is get into a group of like minded and hopefully people who are where you are like the slowest one. You want to be the slowest one in the group if they'll let you in, because you will definitely get um, pushed and raised up by guys and gals who do who think like we do on this call bigger, better and faster than you do. It's 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 who you hang out with. It's what I tell high schoolers like your choice of friends is probably the most significant predictor of your life success. It's no different for the three of us. It's no different for people who are watch, watching this. Who you hang out with is a is a really, really Jim Rohn. Like you're, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. That's a critical thing I learned out of you as well. Okay, so I have my final question for you before uh, Seth wraps it up here, and that is, you know, you you had the the wonderful experience of being sort of a, like a Johnny Appleseed, providing this information out to all of these lawyers and law firms over the years, and and having had all these touch points with people, who. Okay, let's take a step back and see the people who have who've come to you that you've worked with or, or whatever and have been successful. What usually is the first thing that they get solved that gets them on a path to success? You know, because it can seem overwhelming for people in our audience and any lawyer who's saying, you know, I've got a 60-hour-a-week job focusing on the legal issues of my clients. I, now i got to create this side hustle of being a business focused lawyer entrepreneur what do i need to work on first because hiring and systems and marketing and advertising and, and, and hr all these things are all things i'm going to have to tackle but what's the great greatest thing that a person can get much success with by solving that problem or attacking that problem first that is a really good question jay i don't think anyone's ever asked me that before i do think it is for me and for for many of the folks that we've coached, it's content creation, right? It's what can I create that will help you, Seth, solve your legal problem, right? Um, because if if you're successful in you, so one of the books we wrote is you know how to settle your case without a car without an attorney, right? The small cases and stuff. But but and it's a mindset shift. Oh, I have all this information I have to keep secret. Well, no, let's teach the world how to solve their legal problems. Hey, by the way, let's reduce that, that gap between people who need lawyers and, and you know, the access to, um, access to lawyer services gap. And, and, and that's a mindset shift. And then, because most lawyers, they just wanna talk about themselves, right? I did this, I got all this experience, I have all these verdicts, I, 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 right? And if they can shift and start to write and communicate, and they don't have to be the one that actually writes it, but to have the idea that I'm going to help you, I'm opening up my book. By the way, in great legal marketing, forever I've opened up my book. I have lawyers in Northern Virginia. Come in, I'll show you everything I've ever done in marketing. I will, I will try to explain it to you. Most won't do the work because it seems overwhelming, as you said, right? But if you just start with, I mean, just look at lawyer websites. Oh, my gosh. It's all about me. It just It's all about me shift it to information interesting right boy you're in the right place this is why you know the companies like you know avo and nolo and stuff like why do they get so much traffic because they have info right they're library they're huge libraries that's where i would start 
obviously it's it's a big thing. It's a big question. And congrats, that's a really, really great question, actually. But I think that's where you start. And then and then the second one is like just getting your arms around your list and being in communication either digitally or through newsletters and stuff with that that thousand people who know you, the business owners, the, the lawyers who are your referral sources, the clients and past clients, the people in your places of worship, in your gyms. It's, it's not hard. Like you don't have to go and have every billboard and every TV ad. We're not the 800 pound gorilla by and large. We're not. I want that or arm fence around a tribe of people who go Ben Glass, Ben Glass. They call him. He's he's trustworthy. You just give him a call. He'll he'll set you straight. I love that. I love that. That's Seth. awesome. No, no, I was going to say, you know, content. I, I get it. And the I, I think what you're getting at, we talk a lot about here, is we think of ourselves as plumbers. That when there's an emergency, who's going to solve your problem? If you can show that in a digital format or whatever format you choose, that that's that's going to get it. Let me ask you sort of the corollary to that. Uh, because one of the things, time is precious. You have so much time. What are some of the myths that you've seen perpetrated that, you know, because as Jay said, hey, where do you start? But what are some of the things that you, in your experience, wouldn't be a bad thing to skip based on, even though they're thought of in the ethos as being uh, important things for lawyers to be doing early on? That's another good question. So first, I think that there's a place for everything. Almost everything I see come across my email, there's probably a place for it. I think what we want to do is we want to build a pyramid that's built on a solid foundation of, of again, building up this tribe of people who know me with, with interesting content and stuff. And so I think the mistake is it's not so much what do we skip, it's just lawyers want to leap. Let me just give you an example. Um, video. So you can go video. I could do, I could create a video right now, or I could pay someone 50K and make a video. Too many lawyers without the foundation you think that a 50k video is going to solve all their problems it won't because if you don't have the infrastructure underneath it to when you know when people go wow that video is really cool i'm going to call you but you don't you don't have scripted folks answering the phone you don't have forms on the website then you have pick something that might be good and useful and is an excellent product but it's not right for you now because you don't have the foundation to support it and so I think what we're really good at, what I'm really good at, is talking to lawyers and saying, tell me where you are. Like, what do you understand? What's your practice? Okay, I think you should take your next hour or your next dollar and go here. And because we don't, we just sell coaching. I don't sell websites or, you know, pay-per-click advertising or videos or anything like that. You know, we have this unbiased view of, I will help you, like, pick the next thing. You may get to the $50,000 video, right? Great. But that's fine icing on a really great cake. Most people still need to get the basic ingredients of their cake together. Yeah, well, that's been great. Sense. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Can, Jay, can we get the link? We'll put that in the uh, in the uh, comments. In the show so notes. That if they just want to send me an email to Ben at Ben Glass Law, um, I'll be happy to send the book. I'll make sure it's down below in the notes. That'd be perfect. Very good. All right, guys. Hey, look. and uh, when we get back up to uh, when I when I relocate back up north, we'll have to finally uh, get get together socially yeah. distance. Hopefully, not sooner than later. You're, um, uh, you know, as we're recording this, you're warm and we're cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm freezing. I'm freezing. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Up here in New England, it's right, cold. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks Very so much good. for being with us. Thank you. All right, and we'll be right back with more Maximum Growth Live. 
Hey, it's Becca here. I'm sure you've heard Jim and Tyson mention the Guild on the podcast and in the Facebook group. The Guild is this perfect mix of a community, group coaching, and a mastermind. Guild members get so many benefits, including weekly live events and discounts to all Maximum Lawyer events. Head over to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash the Guild to check out all the benefits and watch a few testimonials from current members. So head to MaximumLawyer.com and click on the Guild page to join us. Now, let's get back to the episode. Well, Seth, I mean, I got to tell you, the last month of people speaking with us has really opened my eyes. Ben had some really good stuff there, especially about vision, uh, especially about sort of defining it. And one of the things that I think all of our guests should do, all of our all of our viewers should do, uh, is is take a, a, a bit of advice from our guests and actually put pen to paper and write out. Commit to what you're actually looking for and make that something that is concrete in your mind. You could talk about it in your head a lot, but by, by actually committing pen to paper, you're, you're writing out the things that matter to you and how you want to build your career. And that's what you should be doing in building your law firm, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I, the piece that, that resonated for me was when we were talking about um, people and how you can, you know, in the business world, I'm used to sort of reaching out and, and this show, giving back, sort of doing things for people and good stuff will come back to you. I think that that what he talked about and doing this within the client world, that you, it doesn't stop there. And what I'm thinking about internally is how I can get my staff to figure out what makes somebody tick. And it doesn't have to be major, doesn't have to be a billboard in the middle of town, but a reminder, you know, a, a congratulations for a graduation, something that sort of keeps it personal. And if there is something that somebody needs, if they do have a small business, having a section on your website where you can list their their business and give a director, are they gonna is it gonna are they gonna be rolling in money because of it? No. But what can you do? Something I always say to people when they call me up for networking calls, look at my LinkedIn, you know, two thirds of it's nonsense, but a third of it are real contacts. And if there's anybody on there that I can push you and make that introduction, always happy to do so. And I think that if we think of our clients in that same way, it will pay dividends. You'll have a closer, better relationship with them. Yeah, and I mean, it's not just clients, you know, it, it's it's just the people who maybe share the office next to you or, you know, you go for their bagels. I was talking to our friend Ryan McKean. Um, one of the things that I'm very, very bullish on right now is YouTube pre-roll ads, you know, those six-second bumpers that you can't skip through. Uh, and I said to him, hey, you know, you can throw yourself out there. It's, Hi, I'm Ryan McKean. I'm a Connecticut trial lawyer. If you get hurt in an accident, I can help you. And I get my bagels at this place. They're great. Come on down. Down, uh, and have the owner of the bagel shop there. Like you don't have to necessarily be shamelessly self-promoting yourself. You no, can promote right. somebody and the, else. Right. And the Jersey Boys have done a great job of that. Yeah, if you watch their really shows on their videos. It's yeah. it's a quite and look. It's tougher during COVID, absolutely. But I, I really I feel that the more you engage and make it, it talking about social. I mean that is the that is the you know the ultimate in social is when you make it a true conversation because then it's your herd joining somebody else's herd and it's not about you it's about building something bigger awesome one last thing before we go i told you i'm in the process of hiring and i have to tell you i had somebody come in for for an interview and uh when we asked them how they go through their day uh they said you know i try to follow systems in my in my day i set up a system how my day is going to progress i attack my cases uh through systems and i like my my little antenna went up seth and, and i was loving it so uh i think we're well on the way to finding somebody i don't know if they maybe watched this show and, and heard my love for yeah. systems 
but uh, well, and, if they, and if they did it, they were smart, if they were smart enough to do that, God bless. So either way, it's a win. Absolutely. Um, excited in the in the coming weeks to have Jim and Tyson coming yeah, up. Yeah, so am I. Their, their I think it's going to be should awesome. Be great. And uh, th- thanks to Ben for sharing his wisdom with us today. Yeah, great show, folks. Thank you so much for being with us. Always, you can find us here on Maximum Growth Live, either live on our Facebook page. You can watch any of our shows from history. Go back. All the videos are there on our Facebook page. We are also syndicated on the Maximum Lawyer podcast, as well as our own standalone podcast. You can catch our Tuesday shows exclusively on the Maximum Growth Live podcast, available on all of the podcasting platforms, Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I'm running out of breath. But Seth, thank you so much for being with us. We will see everybody next Tuesday for another edition of Maximum Growth Live. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Maximum Growth Live. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast for the latest episodes and tune in live on Facebook every Thursday for our live show. For more information, visit Maximum Growth Live on Facebook or MaximumLawyer.com and be sure to share us with your friends.